going on, everyone? Welcome in to Gritty Sports. This is football season. We're pumped up. You just heard a like interesting dubstep <laughs> take on your one of your favorite NFL themed songs. Got us all jacked up and ready to go. So shout out to Ryan. He's with us here today. We're also with the intern Joe, who was on our, I believe, our last podcast of season three when we were talking soccer. Uh, so it's been a while since we've seen everyone. Welcome to season four, volume one. Wah, 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 wah. Wah. Wow! <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Of course, we're going to be talking football today, but first. We're gonna fill everyone in, you know. Welcome everyone, ease everyone back into the into the show. It's been a long time since we've done this—a couple months, actually. What's everybody been doing over the summer? You know, is there anything interesting? Have you become like Instagram famous? I did. I did not become Instagram famous, but I did do broadcasting for the Front Row Cardinals again. Um, Josh came and filled in for a game as well. We had a good time. The Cardinals. Of course, expanded to Facebook Live video this year from their previous audio coverage. So got a lot of good feedback yeah. from friends and uh, fans. Yeah, from as Bill Blair listening to this podcast <laughs> right now. I need to. We should send this to him on Facebook. Be like, I think hey. he doesn't even like the Cardinals. He just likes us. At I this think point. so too. <laughs> He's in it for the camaraderie. All right, but yeah. So that was all. I was doing the sports world and working a lot and. Uh, other than that, I'm glad to be back in the podcast. No real sports were really worthy talking about in our hiatus, so we didn't really miss much on this front. But I'm glad to be here for football season, our first football season together. Yeah. John Harrell should hopefully be on the rest of them. I'm hoping to get Johnny Boy together for a college football podcast tomorrow night, get that done before the uh, NFL kicks off. But uh, we'll see because... You know John is sometimes, but I, I think I I hope that he'll want to do this college one with me tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we're gonna definitely be getting Tyler Smith on a few podcasts as well. He was gonna be here today, but uh, he has some issues going on with his pets. Um, so we'll go over to intern Joe, who became a licensed driver this summer. And subsequently got a speeding ticket. What? Very quickly there. Oh, no, and you wreck, no, you wrecked ticket. a car. You wrecked my car. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe was on hiatus from his internship for a while, but now he's back. Um, he's done with his sabbatical. So Joe, other than uh, you know going to your you know driver improvement class, what do you have to report for this summer? Nothing but theater. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Joe was a donkey at the Winchester Little Theater. It was pretty funny. Donkey. Did you uh, study early comedy from Eddie Murphy for the role, Joe? <laughs> of course. And Joe played a lot of Fortnite. Got a lot of Fortnite wins, that's true. <laughs> yep, so doing what everyone else is basically doing, joining the National Phenomena. For me, I worked a lot, obviously. Um, that's why it was hard to get together over the summer. And I think all of us collectively about a month ago just said screw it to baseball. Yeah. So we we didn't really have much I to forgot talk about on that front. That baseball existed. <clears throat> yeah, I mean sometimes I do as well. Um I stopped checking my fantasy team for mm. baseball a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty numb as far as that's concerned. Um but uh I I don't have anything really to speak on of late. Um I will say though that all of my Nike apparel survived the week. None oh, of it God. was burned. Um, we're not going to get political. I just thought that would be funny. 
Um, but yeah, it, it was able to survive the night, and uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right into things. Um, and speaking for John, John played a lot of golf this summer, and uh, he got his butt beat at Smith Mountain Lake Yep, by yours truly. R.I.P. Um, John. R.I.P. to John. He might be dead. He might come back next week. Also, that uh, UNC start oh. might have almost killed him. They Dude. they battled back. But they made that, Cal look good. His tweets at the beginning of that game, <laughs> like I thought he was about to jump off, the, jump off a bridge. Well, or between something. that and the Nationals, you know, yeah. John John's not doing great. Nope. <laughs> John's not doing great sports wise. Thoughts so and prayers. Hopefully, to John. he'll come back on and pop off a little bit. Um, but we're going to jump, jump right into things we're popping off about right now today, and we're going to lead off with the Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, I'll take everyone's takes, and then I'll wrap it up in a nice little bow. But Le'Veon Bell didn't show up today. It doesn't look like he's going to show up. RIP to all the fantasy owners and Steelers fans alike. So I feel like my pain is also your pain right now, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, in our uh, our most competitive fantasy league with our friends, I had the number two overall pick, and it was the no-brainer at the time to choose between Todd Gurley or, or Le'Veon yep. Bell, and uh, I did what I think most people would do, and I picked Le'Veon Bell, and I uh, am potentially going to get fucked. You've been bamboozled. Yep. But the only thing that could be a saving grace is I was able to get uh, James Conner, so... If you are uh, someone who has not drafted yet, um, and what are you waiting for? Because this podcast is going to come out tomorrow and the NFL season yeah, starting. Yeah, I mean, you'll still have time tomorrow. I mean, there's a chance yeah. that you're in a league. You know, I've you know since I started working in fantasy radio, there are some people out there that do not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if that is the case, listen to this. Your number one trusted source for sports information, Grady Sports. I'm a company man. Um, I'm a five star man. I'm a five star man. Go out, get James Conner right away because you could be in yep. the league with your family and you know old Graham Graham Wagner. She's not picking up James Conner. No. She's not doing that. So go out and get him as soon as you can. Uh, Joe, what is what is your take on this whole situation? Have you been bamboozled in any Le'Veon shares? I have not. I had the number two overall pick, and the guy before me was. Happened to be a Steeler fan and Pitts Le'Veon, so I'm just sitting mm. here smiling. Yeah, you got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I think I only have one share of Le'Veon Bell, which is I haven't had a lot of picks in the top five this mm-hmm. draft season. I have them in a best ball league, so I can come back a little bit from that. I can't, you know, pick anyone up, but I do have six other running backs that could try and carry the weight for me. Um, and I still do expect to see Le'Veon at some point. Reports are that you know he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. But if he doesn't play eight games, this league year won't count. He won't be a free agent next year, and then he has to go through all the stuff all over again. Um, He can't be traded, which a lot of people are talking about. He can't be traded until he signs his franchise tag. The Steelers don't plan on trading him. They don't plan on rescinding the franchise tag. I think this is just going to be a situation where who's going to blink first? And right now, you know, Le'Veon's doing fine. He hasn't missed any football yet, and I— I don't know Le'Veon as an individual, but as a competitor, and almost everyone in the NFL is, you want to be out there playing football. And I think every week that passes is going to look bad for Le'Veon, and I think he's going to get a little fed up with sitting at home. Yeah, Because right now he hasn't missed anything. You know, He missed everything he missed last year. He came back. It was fine. Week one, 
if he doesn't play and he's sitting on his couch and it's going to progressively get worse and worse week to week. I don't think this is a situation that Le'Veon can win. Yeah, I uh, and uh, I don't think this is a situation he wins uh, either. I don't think there's any real outcome besides him playing on Sunday and playing well and then everybody just moving on. Like I think that's the only outcome where he comes off clean here, and that window is closing very rapidly. Yeah. And um, I, like a lot of... Whispers today have come out that the Steelers are planning on starting Connor regardless um, yeah, on t- Sunday. Today's Wednesday. That's when you put your game exactly. Yeah, the week. yeah. Today was kind of like the deadline. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people were worried about, but then again, um, yeah, this is when you put your game plan in. Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell, and if he shows up tomorrow or Friday or Saturday. Um, I think you still find a use for him on the field if you're the Steelers. He's still one of the more elite players in the league. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Connor get the start or if Le'Veon Bell comes back and uh, maybe they sit him for the entire first half. Uh, I don't know. But the most concerning thing has got to be what the uh, offensive linemen have been saying. Yeah, for the and, you know, traditionally it's, you know, something that's frowned upon for teammates to go out and get in the middle of a contract situation. But the contract situation is over. You know, Le'Veon lost his bid to become, you know, a very lucrative man. He tried to push the issue. The deal didn't get done. That happened months ago. We're all aware of that. And... It was presumably the plan, and he never came out and said anything, but he also never said that he was going to sit games. Yeah. He didn't make anyone aware. And, you know, offensive linemen, they're a lot like your average Joes. You know, they, they're they not usually prima donnas. They usually think a lot more like a common man. You know, if they get slighted, they get pissed off, mm. and they immediately go off the cuff and say something. You've heard from Villanueva today. You've heard from R- Ramon Foss. You've heard from Marquise Pouncey. They're fed up. You know, this is something, you know, they have one of the best O-lines in franchise history right now. They know what they can do with a back that's capable behind them. They're slighted by the missed missed opportunity, and I think they're very slighted just at what they called a -a peekaboo situation. Le'Veon won't commit to anything. Mm -hmm. He won't commit to showing up. He won't commit to saying he's not coming. He won't say anything. Um, he's having his agent talk and his, honestly, I don't think his agent is representing him very well. His agent is confusing everyone. Yeah. He is everywhere. He's on every radio show. He's on, uh, every podcast. Uh, I listened to one of his interviews with, um, the Pat McAfee show not too long ago. And, um, in, in that interview, it sounded like, he was completely fine with Le'Veon Bell being a franchise tag this year and then next year moving on to a new team. Or they also sounded like they were fine with him getting transition tag next year. <clears throat> or he franchises to tag him again and then you're paying him a top five quarterback, which they're not going to do. So obviously next year there would definitely be a, uh, uh, something, a decision made. And in there it also sounded like they weren't afraid of the transition tag, like I said. So like they could have gone through all this again um, so I'm really surprised that they didn't. Yeah, and just to wrap it all up, the fact that he's missing has to do with his he's worried about his workload being too much. But when you go back to it, anyone who's going to pay Le'Veon Bell $15, 16000000 million a year, Steelers or not, they're gonna run him, you know, four hundred touches a season from here on out. That's something every team's gonna do. 
if you're going to pay that price, you're going to use him to that extent. And yeah, it sucks because running backs have short shelf lives, but you're missing a whole year of your prime potentially here. And your value is what you do on the field. Someone will probably pay Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if it's going to be what he wants next year. But if you've shown that you value money more than winning and more than you know being a good teammate, that's going to rub a lot of GMs the wrong way, I think. Now, like I said, he's still going to get what he wants. He's still going to go play for someone like the Jets or the Raiders. You know, there's always going to be teams like that that are going to pay him what he wants. But I think his value is going to be hurt through all of this. And I, you know, I understand where he's trying to come from, but you lost. It's time to just, you know, take it in stride. There's no point in pouting. You got to show up. You got to get in. And he's got a chance to win a ring. You know, that's that might be the most understated point about all of this. The Steelers, for the last four years, have been Super Bowl contenders. They haven't been able to get over the hump. And last year, that was due to an absolute collapse in Jacksonville and a phantom touchdown for uh, Jesse James. But he has a chance to compete for a ring. That might not be anything he can do at any point in his career after this season. So just as an athlete and a competitor... I think that he will show back up. I, I would be absolutely shocked if he spends the entire season, you know, just sitting and watching. But uh, we're not going to see him week one against Cleveland. So fantasy people, James Conner. Well, and <clears throat> I feel like with the whole, like, he has to play a certain amount of games, like, he will have to show up at some point. Yeah. Like, he has to. Or I, he just is not going to be able to play football anywhere else ever again. Well, and it's all speculatory as well. Like, he yeah. could show up tomorrow, for all we know. You know, he could take mm-hmm. everything the O-line has said and just be like, okay, I know I have to play this year. I better show up now. Yeah. Because an unmotivated offensive line is not good. You know, yeah. I've seen a lot of, of uh, gifs today of the longest yard with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. When Adam Sandler pissed them all off and they just let him go mm-hmm. through and he got absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's something that could happen from play to play. Or, you know... A tackle doesn't give you that chip block off the edge for a pass block. Mm-hmm. Those are the little things that people might not notice that could end up happening to Le'Veon Bell. And when you're playing in the NFL, it's such a tough game to play against not just the other team, but also a fan base and your own locker room. That's not going to be a good equation. So Yeah, you know as soon as he takes the field for the first time, he's going to get booed yeah. so hard. There are a lot of Steelers fans, and I'm talking about the Yenzers, that are much more upset about this than I am. And mm-hmm. I'm very upset. There are much, much more fans that are absolutely irate right now. So he's going to have to deal with them um, other than some of the more mild-mannered fans than like myself and a couple of like the beat writers on Twitter. So it's not going to be a great situation, but you can't start to mend something until you get back to work. Yeah. So that's all you can do. Um Last thing I want to talk about before we get to our NFL preview is just kind of looking back at the training camps and the fantasy draft season. Um, my one tidbit, Joe and I were talking about it before the show, but just Ronald Jones falling off an absolute cliff is just evidence why you should be drafting the latest day possible. I can't stress this enough, and I tell everybody, you have to try and draft Labor Day weekend. That's when you have to try and do it. You have all the information at that point. You have everything you need to do. You would have avoided the McKinnon injury. You would have avoided the Darius Geis injury if you would have drafted then. You would have known the correct ADPs. 
Ronald Jones, when we were doing our best ball draft, I think it was in like June, Ryan. I don't remember the exact day, but when we did the best ball draft in June, Ronald Jones was the 18th running back selected in our league. Mm-hmm. Now he's going at running back 48-49 because he's been named as the third running back in Tampa Bay. So draft as late as possible. That's what I've taken away from draft season. I think for our draft, we did a decent job, but we still had McKinnon owners that got screwed over. No one got screwed over with the Geis injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but draft as late as possible. Um yeah, I know and you were really high on Ronald Jones. I was at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I was big time on Ronald Jones. And then he shows up at camp, can't catch passes. Shows up at camp, can't run block. Next thing you know, Peyton Barber has a huge preseason game number one. And then mm-hmm. Dirk Cutter's a pretty spiteful guy, too. Yeah. You know, you've seen what he said about Jameis Winston not necessarily being the starter. So he has a very short-term memory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if we would have drafted in June or early July, I would have taken Ronald Jones probably over Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. That would have been a mistake because Royce Freeman's out of the starter in Denver. So mm-hmm. draft as late as possible, and your ADPs will shake their way out. Joe, do you have any recap from draft season? Are there any? And uh, with that McKinnon and Breida thing now, yeah. Alfred, now Morris, Alfred Morris is part of Alfred it. Morris is really high on a yeah. lot of people's running back boards. Yeah, I don't really know how that's going to end up shaking out, honestly. I need a week because I have Matt Breida in my Clarion League. Yeah. I don't have any shares of Alfred Morris, but I have a few Breida shares. I'm going to have to wait one week and see how that goes. Yeah. And they're playing Minnesota in week one, so I don't even know if we're going to get a good idea. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be be Breida because he he had a decent showing uh, at the end of last season. Well, you know what's funny, too, is somebody called into the station, but Matt Breida – and Jarek McKinnon both played at Georgia Southern together. Really? They both played in the same triple option. And Matt Breida, because people are worried about his size, Matt Breida played most of college running between the tackles. Mm-hmm. While he was McKinnon the, was the, he was the, the fullback. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a little piece of information <clears throat> that I found very interesting. How they both ended up in San Francisco together as well. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, but yeah, Joe, um, you know, with draft season, you know, recap, I know you drafted – the same weekend we did for your league. Uh, is there anything you've seen since then? I know you have some quarrels. Defense is going too early that will just give you absolute headaches. Well, let's just say the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings went in the fourth round before this what? man picked his RB number two. Wow. Yeah. No, that's just – that's absolute buffoonery. The, the bad Why thing is that? he's not even a Vikings fan. Did, did what did he what did he have to say about that? What was the reaction? Well, he that was happened? on auto draft and he texted me and said, "Are the Vikings still on the board?" I said, "Yes." He said, "What round is it?" I said, fourth. And he said, "Give me that. That's a steal." Wow. That's another piece of draft advice. Never, you know, not attend your draft. You have to move heaven and earth to be in your draft. Yeah, I missed uh, one draft when I was driving to. I went to the JMU NC State game this weekend, yeah. and I missed a draft. And my team turned out okay, but I ended up getting like uh, auto draft picking Carson Wentz really early. Oh. So I, I luckily I have golf as well. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was the that was the only thing that was like oh yeah, you shit. Just, you hate to waste an early round pick on a quarterback. And then it's doubly worse when you know he's not going to play for a yeah. little bit. So here, here's the question I have for you two. For, Cars, for Nick Foles, do you think we'll see Super Bowl Nick Foles tomorrow or are we going to see preseason against the Browns Nick Foles tomorrow? I mean, you really can't know what to expect. I'm not fully convinced he's healthy right now. 
He didn't look good in the preseason. He looked mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, he's playing a short week. He's got to play Atlanta. Atlanta's still a good team. I don't know why all of a sudden yeah. they're off the Atlanta bandwagon after just one year. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and Matt Ryan was an MVP. They almost won the Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl. I know. In all honesty. I had, um, I had started celebrating See, as if like they had. I'm glad Tyler's not Same. There. But... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think the Falcons are a really good team. I think they're hungry. I, I honestly think the Falcons are going to win by, like, double digits on Thursday. That's really? just how I honestly feel. I think it'll feel. be a good game. I think it'll be a good game, but I think they end up winning by, like, 10, 12, 13 points mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. But I just, I don't know. Nick Foles, I think, has maybe outlived his shelf life, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was ever that special. Uh, the Eagles were uh, obviously a good team all around last yeah. year. That's how you win the Super Bowl. So, uh, like, they're going to have to cover up for him for a while until Carson Wentz can get back. Because whenever Carson Wentz is back, I think uh, he will be 100%. Because I don't think the Eagles, they're, not, gonna rush they're not rushing him at all. So whenever you do get Carson Wentz at, at some point this season, if you can have Foles keep you at 500 until then and then let let Wentz take it the rest of the way because I think the the East will be a pretty tight division. I can't see anybody running away with it with like twelve or thirteen wins or anything like that. So uh, so you you let Foles keep you around five hundred till like week eight at the latest, and then let Wentz finish yeah. strong and you'll be fine. And another thing that might be a little understated too, but you know they're dealing with kind of a new offense. You know now that Frank Reich is gone and he's the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, so they're starting over there. Um, also, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't played at all this whole preseason. Nelson Aguilar hasn't played barely at all. Jay Ajayi has had injury issues. So, uh, you know, the Eagles are a little banged up, and you can kind of sense a little bit of that hangover. I think all summer a lot of the players spent more time reminiscing than preparing, mm. which happens. Um, so I, I just don't think you're going to see the best of the Eagles on Thursday night. But, um, yeah, as far as Nick Foles is concerned, I, I would I was assuming maybe you're asking him if I'd want him in a DFS realm. I would say no. Um, I wouldn't play him in fantasy either. Not, nah. not not about it. I think there's plenty of other options. Um, so yeah, that's just a look back at the preseason and draft season for you guys. Um, off off the top of your cap, which players do you think you have the most shares of between best ball and and your drafts this year? Which players do you think you have the most of? I know mine is Anthony Miller. I have Anthony Miller in every league. Mine is probably Evan Ingram. I, I, I really like Evan Ingram. And he's not in – I have him uh, – we'll talk about it more later, but I have him in the top tier of tight ends, and most people have him in the next one. So whenever that top tier is gone, I scoop him up and – Nice tease. It's, it's over. I like it. Yep. Joe? I have Marvin Jones in both my leagues. Nice. I honestly think that Golden Tate is the most overrated player in the NFL. I just don't that know if Golden crazy. Tate will end up lasting this year due to Kenny Galladay. We'll have to wait and see. I, I mean, Golden Tate has one of the lowest drop rates of any wide yeah, receiver in the NFL. He's definitely a possession guy, but I also look at the fact that, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the old Patriots defensive coordinator is now the head coach mm-hmm. in Detroit, and I think he's going to try and... Yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia. And he's gonna try and yeah, he's gonna try and run the ball a lot more. Plus, they're committed because they just drafted Carryon Johnson and they picked up Legarrette Blunt. I think so. uh, Marvin Jones is or Kenny Galladay is more likely to take stuff away from Marvin Jones than it's possible. Than, uh, I just I take. know that a lot of snaps in the preseason were given to Galladay over over Golden mm-hmm. Tate. Yeah, I think, yeah I think they just wanted to Jones. see. I think they wanted to see more out of Galladay. Yeah. He's very. I think he's still pretty raw. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, Marvin Jones is good. Uh, his ADP didn't spike at all this season, which was good. I know. Him and um, Tate were about the same. Yeah, they were right around leagues. the same. Where they probably should be. If I had the choice, I would take Marvin Jones over Golden Tate, I think. I think he has more upside, more red zone targets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're already talking NFL, so let's get right into it. Um, going, you know, basically uh, division by division here. We'll start in the AFC. We'll start with the North. Um, and then we'll get to the AFC South, East, and West. Um, so stick with us here for your favorite team's little uh, preview here. But the AFC North, um, obviously the most buzz is around the Cleveland Browns, which is an unusual thing to say this time of year, but they were on hard knocks. They got Jarvis Landry. They got Tyrod Taylor. They got Baker Mayfield. They got Baker Mayfield. Josh Gordon uh, has stayed out of trouble through the entire preseason, so... Um, I mean, I think the Browns are going to be better. Um, when you look also across the state of Ohio, you got Cincinnati. I think the Bengals take another step back this year. Um, I'm not liking them. The Ravens, I think, are one of the more perplexing teams as well because they were so bad last year yeah. offensively. Um, um, but when the, when it comes, yeah, I'll, I'll let you have it here in a second. But when it comes down to just the AFC North in general, I think it's the Steelers winning this division. I think that's a pretty you know safe assumption to make, um, and uh, I'll actually though give the uh, division MVP to AJ Green. I think AJ Green has spent the last couple of years with a uh, bad hammy and a bad situation. I think he has a bounce back year. Um, yeah, I think the like what you said with the Ravens being perplexing. I would definitely agree with that. There. Uh, off-season moves are very interesting with the, like the receivers they brought and they in. They can't stop drafting yeah. tight ends. Yeah, and they they can't <laughs> stop drafting tight ends. So it's just like, um, I I kind of it makes me think of like if you were in like an old ship, like a pirate ship, and you start sinking, and so you just grab anything you can and just shove it in the holes yep. and hope that something like That's something something will stick and then you'll stay afloat and you can stay around like nine-ish wins and make the wild card and then make people think you can get that playoff Super Bowl run again. Yeah, I mean, they've been plugging holes since Ray Lewis left yep. and since Steve Smith left. They're just trying to stay afloat. They never really committed to a rebuild. And so they're just like right there on the edge of being like, well, are they good? I don't think so. I'll be honest. In my lifetime, the the uh, Ravens have won two Super Bowls. In my lifetime, I will never readily admit that I thought the Ravens were a good team. I don't think they've I've they've never had the perception that they're a good team. I thought they were good that one time whenever they had Jamal Lewis and he like was about to break the rushing record yeah. and their defense was still good then. That was the only time I, rem- I remember being like Ravens are pretty good. That was it. Yeah. And I think John Harbaugh also understands that he's probably one or two more bad years away from being canned at this yeah. point. You know, I yeah, would have never thought that that would be something that happened, but, I mean... It's become stagnant. He hasn't gotten anything done it's in a stagnant. while. Yeah. Joe, what do, you, what do you think about the AFC North? Uh, I got the Steelers winning the division. That's kind of a no-brainer. But I do have Cleveland beating Pittsburgh week one. Hmm. I believe they have enough firepower out there, and without Le'Veon Bell out there... I just think everyone's going to all get caught up in the moment, and the Browns are just going to take advantage of that one. Well, I will say traditionally, and we've played Cleveland in the first game of the year, I think the last two out of the three years, uh, both of those games were three-point games. And last year, Deshaun Kaiser was quarterback. So <laughs> Kaiser roll. The Steelers just seem to have a problem with, A, 
playing to you know their opponent's talent level occasionally, and they tend to start slow, especially Ben. Um, it takes him a while to get in. So, I mean, I, I do think it'll be a close game. And now without Le'Veon Bell, that adds another little flair into the game. But I, I still don't see the Steelers losing. But it is in Cleveland. So. And I did not give an MVP, but instead I will give you a comeback player of the year. Oh. Tyler Eifert, I think, could be poised for a good year. That. If you can, if you already have a tight end, especially and it's late in your draft, uh, or if you don't have a tight end at all and it's late and they're all gone, Eifert might be a guy will you could be willing to take a risk on because I don't think anybody really will before the uh, the end of the draft. But people forget how many – I think he had 14 touchdowns his last year that he was completely healthy. So uh, keep an eye on Tyler Eifert as a potential comeback player of the year candidate, not just for the, that division and our podcast speak, but maybe for the entire league. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the south now, and we'll do this. We'll each just go ahead and take a team – and then uh, one of us will do the odd man out. That way we can uh, keep this a little bit briefer. Um, so in the AFC South, um, I'll let Joe have the Jungle Cats. Uh, I'll go with the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think the Titans are interesting. I think it was uh, a, a very weird move bringing in Deion Lewis. It didn't give a whole lot of vote of confidence to Derrick Henry. Um, it gives fantasy owners just absolute heartburn and headaches right away. Um, but as far as Marcus Marietta and the offense concerned, I, I think they're going to be about where they were last year. I think Corey Davis will have a better year than last year. Delaney Walker seems to be unfazed every single year. He does his thing. He gets mm-hmm. his. Um, the defense should improve. And, uh, you know, they have a new head coach in Mike Vrabel, so it should be a team that will play with a little bit of edge. If anyone knows Mike Vrabel, he's a fiery dude. Um, comes from a long list of uh, good defensive coaches. Glad Tyler's not here again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was a player for the Pittsburgh Panthers as well, so hail the pit. But uh, I think the Tennessee Titans are a solid team, but I think they may actually end up finishing last in this division this year. Um, so yeah, because you're too high on the Colts. I'm very high on the Colts. You're way too high on the Colts. The Jags are going to be good. The Texans are going to be good. I Yeah, I think that uh, that this division could be a team with uh, definitely two playoff teams, maybe even three. Yeah, I think the Titans probably won eight games, and mm-hmm. they finish in last. So who, who wants to uh, go next? Joe, do you want the Jags, or did you want somebody else? I mean, I did pick the Texans for number one. Yeah, so you can talk about the Texans. Then. All right, well. Obviously, the big story is Deshaun Watson. Should have been a reigning MVP if he didn't. Could have been. Gone forever. And uh, I actually like people are sleeping on Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is not a terrible running back. He's pretty good in my opinion. And you can never get past DeAndre Hopkins. He he put up like 30 fantasy points a week with Tom Savage at quarterback. So that's saying something. Fun fact, I've never owned DeAndre Hopkins in a league over like the last four years. I had him last year, and it was amazing. I'm always never in a spot to take him. I have, in one of my leagues, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell. I had the the turn. Turn. And I was... You went wide receiver, wide receiver. I I was hot. Hmm. I still ended up getting Dalvin Cook. Later on, I believe, oh yeah. Who are you drafting with? It was a few from JMU. <laughs> yeah, but nice. my, my big point of focus for the Texans is they're going to win the division, but all they have to do is stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. They have to stay healthy. And J.J. Watt has missed, like, 
I think it was like 36 of the last 42 yeah. games. We I haven't saw. seen J.J. Watt at the top level in probably three years. Yeah, he hasn't played that if long. He, if he stays out of injury, that team is going to be wild. Watch out yeah, for him. And Jadavian Clowney has injury problems. Who is the other guy that got hurt for the year last year? Their linebacker. Merciless? Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he'll be back this year as well. Um, I like what you said about Lamar Miller. I personally just hate Lamar Miller because he took a championship from me. But, um, yeah, I think he has one of the most consistent floors. and His volume is just so and, high. And Dante Foreman is recovering from a torn Achilles. So we're not going to see him for a little while. Uh, you're going to get 10 points a week out of Lamar Miller for fantasy. No That's what's going to happen every single week. And I think Will Fuller is also worth a look as well. Yeah. You know, a rising yeah. tide will lift all boats. Yep, I so. like Will Fuller a lot this year. So, uh, Ryan, you want the uh, the Colts or I the de- Jags? I definitely don't want the Colts because <laughs> I want nothing to do with the Colts. Uh, I'm not like you at all there. Uh, you're way too excited for the comeback of Andrew Luck. I've been reading but, the uh, Captain Andrew Luck tweets too Oh, much. they're really funny. <laughs> oh, there was, I saw you retweet this. There's one for Marcus Johansson that's really funny. Oh, that's, really? It's just like that. When It got started whenever he was with the Caps, and now it's, it's still going. That's, that's really funny. funny. But, yeah, so I'm going to take Saxonville, which they will be really good again this year. Their defense has that swag and that edge. Um, If you're playing uh, DraftKings or any weekly fantasy stuff, I would stay away from Odell Beckham this week because Jalen Ramsey is all up in that ass. Uh, it would be an interesting. I, I would figuratively not be and literally if they both got tossed. <laughs> do yeah. We, do we not remember 2016? Josh Norman versus Odell. It will be. It will be very very similar. I'm glad you brought that up because I I think it will be just like that. So stay away from Odell and uh in DraftKings this week. But I think uh the Jaguars in general will be really good this year. I think they can make another uh, return to the playoffs. Wasn't was there a good Blake Bortles fact? What was that one that was sent into the the group chat? I, I th- can't remember. I think what it, was. it was that Blake Bortles has more wins at Heinz Field than the Steelers do since like 2012. Damn. In the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. That's what it was. Let yeah. it be known, though, that we haven't played at home a ton. Yeah. Let it be known that it's still big Blake Bortles facts. So I, li- I like the Jaguars a lot this year. Um, the loss of Marquise Lee was, uh, was a dagger. So that that could uh, affect them, uh, especially their offense. And Bortles needs all the help he can get. Yeah, and yeah. they actually named their starters. They're going with Moncrief and uh, Keelan Cole. And yep. didn't so, help that Allen Robinson left either. Yeah, yeah and Allen Hearns. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, the but yeah, RIP to the DG Westbrook owners. I have one comment on the Jags. Love Austin Sparing Jenkins. I have mm-hmm. for years now. Um, not stopping. Old habits die hard. We're going to be talking about King of the Hill later. He's not one of mine. But he probably should be. Uh, just to talk about the Colts briefly, I love it. I'm all in. Andrew Luck going to go back to former glory. T.Y. Hilton is going to be fantasy relevant. What do you think of Marlon Mack? I think Marlon Mack is trash. Same. I think that <laughs> Naeem Hines is trash. I think Christian Michael is trash. I think that Jordan Wilkins will be the guy you need to look at for fantasy purposes. Not yet, though, because right now it's so muddied up that you have no idea what's going on. But... Just a little future, maybe a little sneaky waiver wire ad. Take a look at him. Um, and, again, they have Frank Wright, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, the Super Bowl champion Eagles last year. So he brings a fresh uh, new look to an offense that really needs it. Um, to the east, we're not going to talk about the Patriots. We all know what to expect from that. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. 
He's probably going to decline immensely this year. Right, you can have the Bills. <laughs> All right, I will take the Dolphins then. Um, as far as the Dolphins are concerned, this is a team where I don't want a part of them at all as a mm. fantasy owner. Um, from a regular football's perspective, this is Ryan Tannehill's last year to prove that he can be something. Yeah, I After agree. this, he's done. Um, Kenyon Drake is a very intriguing player. I've seen, you know, he's polarizing. I've seen a lot of people love him. I've seen a lot of people hate him. Not a lot in the middle. I tend to be someone who doesn't like him very much. I don't think that you can put a pin on big play potential. I don't think that's a metric you should measure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's consistent. Um, unless you're Deshaun Jackson. Unless you're Deshaun Jackson. Or like a quarterback has more volume. You know, they have mm-hmm. more opportunity. And also, have we not seen over the last 15 years that Frank Gore will weasel his way into any running back That's what that I was going to say. Yeah, he's like the the like cockroach that yeah. is will he never die. He doesn't die. He will get work done. You see him all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about it. And then with the wide receivers, that that makes it even worse. I mean, Kenny Stills, I think, is what you're looking into. And then you have Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker and Danny Amendola. And Danny Amendola. Dolphins are going to be really bad this year, guys. Yeah. Ne- next. Yep. Uh, so I will go with the Jets then. And Sam Darnold, who looks yeah. like Syndrome from Incredibles <laughs> 1, will lead the Jets to another average season. Yeah, but yeah, they'll be the youngest think, quarterback since the merger to yeah, the start. They'll be, they'll be trending in the right direction, though, I think, with bringing in Sam Darnold. I think he is definitely the quarterback of the future uh, there in New York. Uh, I think he'll he has, like... NFL qualities, unlike any quarterback they've had and we, the last few years. And we talked about on our draft special all those months ago that most of us thought that Sam Darnold was the most pro-ready quarterback mm-hmm. of the of all the five, six guys that got taken. That turned out to be true. Um, and, yeah, I mean, as far as the Jets are concerned, I mean, the, I think the most interesting thing is their running back committee right now yeah. between Isaiah Crowell and Bolio Powell. Yep, those are, are very interesting. I think Powell is more of a, a potential touchdown vulture yeah. if you're uh, looking at those teams and maybe uh, the other being more of the passing option if you're in a PPR league or something like that. And then uh, the only player I really would be interested in owning on the Jets' uh, entire roster for fantasy football is Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I think he's in for another really great year. There was a span of a few games last year where he was a top 10 wide receiver every single week, and he was racking up big games. And if, if Sam Darnold and him can develop any type of chemistry, uh, that's a, a really dangerous duo because that's that's a lot of talent. And they're both young, so that could be good for, for the years to come as well. And uh, in Nunwa, he's a, yeah, he's a little intriguing, um, especially since you don't know the players that Darnold is going to develop yeah. uh, chemistry with. Because uh, he's, I think he's a pretty talented uh, guy as well. He's young and uh, kind of been raw his first few years in the league. But I think Anunwa could um, could mesh well with Darnold. All right, Joe. You wanted to talk about the Bills. I just wanted to talk about how much I hate Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with stay away from Kelvin Benjamin in your fantasy leagues because we all know five-pick Peterman is now the starting quarterback of the Bills. Hailed Pitt. <laughs> For now. <laughs> For Until now. Josh Allen. Until Josh Allen. I predict the Bills go 2-14, and 14, last in the division. LaShawn McCoy, we'll see what happens with his investigation. But let me talk a minute about Kelvin Benjamin real fast. First of all, you do not come at my quarterback's neck like that. Let's all remind you, Kelvin Benjamin, the year 
The Panthers went 15-1 and the Super Bowl was not playing, was on the IR. The year he comes back, 6-10. What does that say about Kevin Benjamin? He's it's obviously all his a fault. cancer, yeah. It's all his fault. He's it's... obviously the worst player in the league. <laughs> and you know, they also have Corey Coleman. I was very, very upset. I think it was last, like... I thought, no, Corey Coleman got cut. It was either last December... Coco. Last December or November, I was very upset when I saw we lost Kelvin Benjamin, and I thought our season was over. I don't know why I was upset. We won the last four games. We made the playoffs. Kelvin Benjamin, stay away from him. He's not good. Yeah, no. I I mean, he was just one of those players, too, who depended on his size, and you can't depend on your size every single time you run a route. Um, The only fantasy-relevant player in Buffalo has always been LaShawn McCoy, I felt like. I mean, last year maybe it was Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Charles Clay is a good tight end, too. Um, But besides that, I mean, I feel like as a LaShawn McCoy owner, I would just be super nervous because I was a Zeke owner in one league last year and just waking up every day and having to read the legal reports and having really no idea what the hell is going on. Not something I like doing, but it seems like McCoy is good for now. And, you know, people... He is on the commissioner. He didn't make the commissioner's exempt list. That doesn't mean he can't be on it tomorrow or the next day or you know next week. It can happen at any second. Um, so I have McCoy and Bell on the same team. Oh yeah, that's that's right. You do. <laughs> oh my god, you're crazy. Make or break. Yeah, I'll say Ryan. Ryan's depending on the good graces of two men right now. You should like mail them letters. <laughs> and Roger, nobody likes Roger Goodell. Mr. Le'Veon and Mr. Lashawn. <laughs> Please uh, do what oh, you're made um, to do. My uh, MVP for AFC East is Tom Brady. Shocker. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Gronkowski. I think Gronk stays healthy this year. There won't be a team besides the Patriots above 500 this year in that division. Probably not. Wrong. You think? Oh no. I I thought I was well. I forgot that we didn't do uh, MVP of the other one as well. Oh, yeah. And so I was thinking back there in my head for a second, and then I came back to this conversation whenever you said no, we'll so be over five hundred for the AFC South. We're and, collectively going with Blake Bortles, right? Yes. <laughs> I uh, Deshaun Watson, but okay. Deshaun Watson's good. No. I'll go with Andrew Luck. And I didn't get to say my AFC North pick. I'm going with Josh on Cincinnati bandwagon. But I'm going with Joe Mixon nice. and not AJ Green. I like that. I don't like it. I that's one of the players right. I'm staying away Let's, from. I'm going to talk about that later in the. I know <laughs> from staying away from him. All right, uh, to the AFC West. Does anyone want to go first here with the AFC West? Pick a team. Um, I'll go with the Raiders first. because they're the worst. <laughs> Who would have so, thought the John Gruden came back and made things worse? Yeah. I, it makes me feel really happy because um, whenever the Redskins were looking for their last head coach, I was I wanted John Gruden so bad. Yeah. And if he would have came in and done this shit to the Redskins, I would have been so Just mad. imagine your best player. Imagine trading Ryan Kerrigan for like a couple draft picks. Yeah. I would have been so pissed. Because that's like, Ryan Kerrigan and Cleo Mack are not that different of players, except Cleo Mack's younger Cleo at this Mack's point. Younger, yeah. But like, if it, but at that point, that whenever John Gruden, when John player. Gruden was hired, or when Jay Gruden was hired, they, him and Cleo Mack were probably about the same age as what he is now. But yeah, so, the Raiders are just going to become a shit show. They brought in, the only thing that could be potentially positive this offseason could be Jordy Nelson, but he, who knows what he brings to the table, really, uh, after his injury and uh, return afterwards was pretty uh, mediocre. 
last season. So the Raiders are are I think are still going to be about where they were last year, um, but maybe a, a game or two lower on their record. I think we'll really start to see the downfall of them and uh, uh, the bottom really falling out to maybe just a, a two-win team or something next year or the year after that whenever John Green gets to fuck up some draft picks because uh, if you look at his draft record whenever he was in Tampa Bay, uh, most notably picking Cadillac Williams over Aaron Rodgers uh, with the number five overall pick. So uh, the that'll be really interesting, especially since they decided to give him more draft picks to mess with uh, by trading away Khalil Mack. So, very, very interesting stuff going on in Oakland. Maybe they're trying to drive the team out of town and, and run off any of their remaining yeah, fans. Yeah, now they got the city suing yeah, them. Yeah, now they yeah, just piss everybody off that you can in Oakland and then This is like a scorched-earth project. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to destroy everything that was the Oakland Raiders and mm-hmm. start over as the Vegas Raiders. That's what it seems like to me. Um, they build the athletics a new stadium. <laughs> yep, yep, completely. Um, I'll talk about the L.A. Chargers because I really liked the Chargers last year, and they had a slow start, but they were really good down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Phillip Rivers has probably been the quarterback who's aged the best athletically between him and Eli and Big Ben. He still looks really good. And he's surrounded by a lot of talent. Melvin Gordon is, you know, a very underspoken player, but someone who always goes in the first round of fantasy drafts. Keenan Allen is going to be an excellent player this year. MVP. Mike uh, Mike Williams has the potential now to break out after he dealt with all of his injuries last year. He's a big-body target. The only hang-up is what they're going to be doing at tight end. It kills the whole drive that Hunter Henry got injured so early in the season. He was going to have a huge year. He was going to join, you know, probably what would have been a top five offense with him. Now I think they're more five to ten. Um, but I still really like the Chargers. I think the Chargers end up winning this division this season. Um, the Raiders are almost completely out of the way. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. I assume you're going to talk about the Chiefs, Joe, next. Um, but I really like the Chargers. I think they go ten and six, win the division. Um, and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. They're dogs on the outside. Mm-hmm. One of the best pass rush combos in the NFL. What do we got, Joe? I'm actually going to talk about the Broncos. That's fine. Well, they're another interesting team. All right, so the Broncos, I actually really like them this year. They're obviously not going to go 5-11 and 11 this year, I honestly believe. It seems that ever since Peyton Manning retired and whatever happened the last two years with the quarterback crap show in Denver – they finally seem to have found a quarterback in Case Keenum, I believe. And I feel like Emmanuel Sanders and Demaryius Thomas are going to reach their full potential with a quarterback. Because you saw how Case Keenum spread the ball out between Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen in Minnesota. And we're talking about the Broncos' defense that isn't that much different than Minnesota's defense or New Orleans' defense. Because they still have, I believe, one of the top ten defenses in the league. And they have Von Miller we're talking about. I believe they go 9-7 and seven and maybe sneak into the playoffs this year. Yeah, the losing uh, Akib Talib, I think, will be pretty big for them, not only just because yeah, his talent, but his leadership. Yeah, they don't have anymore. And uh, Demarcus Lawrence retired. Uh, so, I mean, they have a very different team. Demarcus Ware. Demarcus Ware, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, they have a very different team uh, than they did previously. I don't, I'm don't. i not sold on Case Keenum being a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he had a really good situation last year, but... 
I think he's going to be much better than what they've had. Yeah, definitely better I, than what they had. I really like Cortland Sutton as a rookie running, uh, rookie wide receiver. Um, Royce Freeman is getting a ton of hype. We'll have mm-hmm. to see if that equates to anything. Um, and then Jake Butt at tight end. He he was a you know a flyer that I was taking. Are you laughing because I said Butt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a flyer I was taking in a couple of best ball drafts as my tight end number three. He was a standout at Michigan. He missed all of last season with an injury. Mm-hmm. This is his first real year. He's basically a rookie coming in, but with mental reps of a second-year player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like Jake Butt. I think I think the Broncos will be better this year. I think 9-7 and seven is a very reasonable goal. All right, and um, my uh, team to win the West is also the Los Angeles Chargers, and my MVP was Melvin Gordon. Nice. Um, I'll just talk about the Chiefs for one second. Who is sold on Patrick Mahomes being good and who is skeptical? I think... I'm I'm skeptical, but leaning good, because his arm strength is really impressive, and I think that he has a, a more control of that arm strength than like a Josh Allen or somebody like that. But uh, so I, I think Mahomes is a really intriguing prospect. I also like um, the transition from Alex Smith to Mahomes because I think they. Are um, they both have similar uh, athletic ability? So some of those like read options or like rollouts and stuff that they would do with Alex Smith, I think they'll still be able to do with Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I, I, he's very intriguing. Not a guy you want to like draft for fantasy football or anything like that. But definitely, uh, I think he, I think I lean good right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to be terrible. I think that this whole quarterback situation really puts on hiatus the value for Sammy Watkins and Tyree Kill. Yeah, and that is a confusing thing for me for them to bring in Sammy Watkins because I feel like him and Tyree Kill do like the same thing with yeah. trying to take the top they off the both defense. Stretch the field. Albert Wilson was kind of the guy who ran the slot last year for them, and now he's with Miami. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I just assume that Travis Kelsey is going to just butter his bread all over the Mm -hmm. middle of the field this year. Especially the way it seems like they're going to be calling penalties and stuff in the middle of the field. Like, what are you supposed to do to Travis Kelsey? Nothing. That's true. Very true. Um, My MVP. Let's see here. We've got a lot of different players to take. I'm just going to go out on a limb and go with Royce Freeman. I am personally on the Royce Freeman bandwagon. You're riding that Rolls Royce? I'm riding the Rolls Royce. It (laughs) took me a little bit to get there just because I've never been a huge fan of Oregon running backs over the years. Mm. I still don't really like LeGarrette Blount all that much, even though he has, like, the most touchdowns of any running back over the last two years. I just don't think he has that much talent. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the... uh, well, Michael James was not very good either. So, And he was a college standout. So I'm uh, I'm not usually sold on Oregon, you know, running backs or players in general, but I think Royce Freeman will take my pick here. Yeah, my MVP is definitely Keenan Allen. Uh, he's going to be a part of my hill of die one that we'll talk about later. All right, so that's the AFC. We'll try and run through the NFC a little bit quicker uh, so we can get to King of the Hill on our blacklist. Um, so we're going to start with the NFC North here. I'll talk about the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think this is the team that wins the division. Um, I think that's a pretty safe pick. I don't think I'm going to get applauded for making this pick. It's expected. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets his payday. Um, His wide receiver staff is a little bit suspect, but you've seen year after year guys like him and guys like Brady 
will make the right play regardless of who the receiver is. There was even talks of Randall Cobb getting cut. That didn't end, actually end up happening, but they keep him. Uh, they have um, a couple of younger players. They have uh, Valdez Scantling, and they brought in Jimmy Graham into the fold as well, and uh, Geronimo Allison to go along with Devontae Adams. I personally do not like Jimmy Graham this year. We'll talk about that later in the Fantasy Blacklist in more detail. Not a fan of Jimmy Graham, but I think this Packers team wins 11 games with Aaron Rodgers just on the field. Um, they're a pretty easy team to pick. Joe, who, uh, who are you going to talk about here in the North? I'm going to go with the Lions. I, I, I honestly really like the Lions. as The Lions have just kind of been there the last couple of years. There was that year they went, almost, I think they might have gone 0-16, I forget, a couple years back. But um, I really like the Lions. They're always at 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, 10-16. They almost, almost snuck into the playoffs last year. And uh, they got screwed at that game at Atlanta in, like, I think that was, like, week three or something like that. That would have been the game to push them into the playoffs, which the, what I've seen a lot of is on the uh, fan websites is that Detroit Lions get screwed a lot. Yeah. A lot with ref calls and everything. But I really like Matthew Stafford. I still think he's a top 10, 15-tier quarterback. I really like Marvin Jones and Golden Tate on the outside. Um, and I, I, from a fantasy perspective, I hate the Lions running backs. That You cannot pick between Abdullah, R- Riddick, on Johnson, and LeGarrette Blunt. But from an NFL standpoint, I love that backfield. Because mm-hmm. of the diversity in that backfield, there's so many different playmakers You'll probably see Blunt on downs one and two, Riddick coming in at three, and Johnson and Abdullah obviously coming in there. And they're all very experienced besides Kieran Johnson, which he's been with a bunch of veteran quarterbacks, so he's probably getting some more experience. But I just really like the Lions. I think they go nine and seven. I think they beat the Vikings this year. Yeah, I disagree. I think the Vikings will uh, be really the best team in the in the NFC North this year, potentially. Uh, I think... That is what I will go with over Green Bay to win the division. Um, I still think Green Bay will make the playoffs as a wild card team. But the Vikings are going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Obviously, I've seen him play uh, probably the most of anybody uh, with how he's done uh, with what with being at the Redskins and sure. how he's done there. And um, the options that he's going to have – when going to Minnesota, like just look at the yards and the production that Kirk Cousins has had in Washington, and then look at his weapons, and then look at where he's going in Minnesota. He's getting better wide receivers than he ever had in Washington with Stephon Diggs and uh, Adam Thielen. At least Thielen. That he's had in a while, yeah, since Garcon and Jackson left. Yeah, yeah but I think Stephon Diggs and Thielen are better than Garcon and Jackson, yeah. even even when they were both in their prime as well. Sure. Um, and then you also have Rudolph, which I know you're super high on, oh, a very reliable tight end. Highest targeted tight end in the last two years. And then you put that with Dalvin Cook, coming off of an injury, of course, but with what little we have seen from him, you know that he is a very formidable back. Well, and you also know that Latavius Murray can handle some of the workload as well, yeah. if need be. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Vikings, football-wise, I love, fantasy-wise, I'm a little concerned because they're missing three starters on their offensive line right now, um, and two of them are going to be on the shelf for a while. So that makes things a little bit more interesting. Uh, I know Kirk Cousins is used to playing with a 
a decent O-line with the Redskins. The Redskins had a good O-line while mm-hmm. he was there. Um, so we'll have to end up and see what happens. I mean, if they have a good run game, then it will take a little bit of the pressure off of him. But um, I guess the only team we didn't talk about was the Bears. The Bears are one of the most intriguing teams in the league. You know, we talk about them. The we talk Bears. about the Browns. Uh, talk about the Chiefs. The yeah, Bears, I'm really excited about the They're all in on Mitch Trubisky. We expected that. They invested as such. Um, they have two good young running backs in Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. They brought in Allen Robinson this year to become their primary receiver, um, finally moving on from the Alshon years and finding someone to replace him. He's still dealing with a little bit of injury problems. They draft the golden child of football, Anthony Miller. And Roquan Smith. And Roquan Smith, who they got in the first round out of Georgia. Um, Roquan Smith. And they grabbed Trey Burton, uh, the Mm. tight end from Philadelphia. So they made a lot of moves this offseason. They're a team that's on the come up, but they play in a really tough division. So, I mean, I think the Bears' expectation could be 7-9, and 8-8 eight this season. I think that would be fair. And they're also going through a, uh, you know, a front office change now with Matt Nagy being the head coach and getting rid of John Fox. So, I think a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight, uh, team would be, would be fine for the Bears. I think the Bears can be even better than that. I think they could be 9-7 and seven or... Uh, Maybe even ten and six. I haven't looked at their their schedule per se, but I do think they will be in that that win range um, just based on their talent. I like their defense a lot. They had one of the most improved defenses from two years ago to last season, uh, and then they only got better with adding Roquan Smith. Um, then they uh, didn't they lock up Fuller to the long term deal this off se- this off yeah. season, right? Yep. So Fuller's back, um, and he's a great player. Uh, I I think Roquan Smith could be the uh, defensive rookie of the year, uh, undersized a little bit, and I think that's why he fell to them in the draft. Um, but he's just an amazing player who I'm really excited for. And then the uh, tight end over there, that's who I thought your hill was going to be that you were going to die on. Josh, I know you're really high on Burton. So uh, I I, like a, Burton. a lot of people are really high on him. I, James was as well. Mm-hmm. I think James is who picked him in our league. So – the Bears are a really intriguing team this season. Uh, I I think it kind of really is going to be all in Mitch God's hands. So you just got to – if you can believe in Trubisky, then you can believe in the Bears this year. Yeah, and I'm just not sold on Trubisky. Exactly. But I do like the talent around him. Um, yeah, I think the Packers win this division. I think the MVP will be Devontae Adams. I uh, have the Packers also winning the division. They've won the five of the last seven. From the NFC North, I'll do it again. And my MVP is Jordan Howard. Yeah, I am going to go with, like I said, the Vikings, I think, are going to win the division. And I think that will be because of Kirk Cousins. I think he'll have a a great year up there and and really make the Redskins look like a a bunch of idiots. But I think Alex Smith will do well, so it will soften the blow. All right, moving on to the South. We know what Joe's going to do, so I will go ahead and pick the Saints. Keep. Pounding. <laughs> the, only thing I don't, the only thing I don't like about that is when Steph Curry bangs the drum. Yeah, that Keep must have been a very pounding. conflicting day for you as a LeBron fan. That's you were just like, well, this is kind of cool, but it's also kind of lame. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go with the Saints. Love the Saints this year. Drew Brees had an uncharacteristically low um, number of touchdown passes. I think that goes back to normal this year. Uh, Alvin Kamara will do his thing. They're going to get a fresh, 
you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Mark Ingram after week four. I think he'll do really well. Michael Thomas looks really good, as always. I think as good as Michael Thomas has been, this will be his best statistical year. He will go for 1,500 yards. That's your little tidbit hot take from me. Um, and as far as Ben Watson goes at tight end, I think you could do a lot worse than him, especially if you don't have a tight end late in your drafts or you're looking for someone on the waiver. If you just line up and run a route with Drew Brees, you'll get the ball at least 50 times as a tight end. <laughs> so I think that Ben Watson has some value, um, and I do think this, this Saints team will win the division in the NFC South. All right. Do you want to take key pounding? <laughs> sure. <All> right. Boom. <laughs> oh, gosh. Boom. Pounding. <laughs> well, we have a new um, owner this year. That's kind of cool. Yeah, after you got one of the Steelers season, owners. Though. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I was very sad during the uh, off season when I heard Colin Kaepernick wanted to own the Panthers. So I'm glad that didn't happen. That would have been a lot of money. He was, <laughs> it should have been P Diddy. That would have been way cooler. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, the Panthers are always that team, scratch the 6-10 and 10 season, that um, have always been a playoff team, 12-4, and 15-1. Last year they were 11-5. They should have beat the Saints. That was a bullcrap call for holding. We were driving. Let's not focus on that. But the uh, <laughs> Panthers this year, again, will finish in third in the division. They're not the top calibers. The Saints are Falcons. Honestly, I think Christian McCaffrey, I'm all for him. I know you're not Josh, but I love Christian McCaffrey out of that backfield. There's no Jonathan Stewart with his 2.8 yards per carry to screw with his carries anymore. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a 1,500 all-purpose yard player. I guarantee it. That's That's part of the king of the hill, but we'll get to that later. Cam Newton, he's so inconsistent every week. I hope this offseason he worked on his pass accuracy with his receivers that are god-awful. But we have Devin Funches coming back. The only player we really have is Greg Olson, which Josh has a bad experience with Greg Olson for fantasy. Greggy boy. But I do, I do really love the addition of Norv Turner to the offensive coordinator because I want to see what they do with Cam and with Christian McCaffrey. We did add Torrey Smith this year. C.J. Anderson. Curtis Samuel. Is, I don't care about C.J. Anderson. Curtis, Vulture. Curtis Samuel is coming back, but he will be out week one. I yeah. think the rookie, well, second year, Wide receiver out of Ohio State is going to do really good for us this year. And I believe, at best, the Panthers go 10-6, and 9-7. And, and I hate to say it, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Keep pounding. I, this is also – the NFC is honestly stacked. The only thing I like about Christian McCaffrey is his nickname, and even that's a bit derivative. CMC. What's his nickname? Run CMC. Oh. <laughs> Did you not see that, like – Breakout touchdown for 71 yards he had in preseason. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he can run between He the is by far the fastest running back I in the NFL. He doesn't matter to me, Joe. Willie Parker used to play in the NFL, too. His nickname was Fast. Yeah, his name was Fast. <laughs> Willie Parker. His name was Fast. He was speed. You just see. He will prove you wrong. All right, Ryan, go ahead. I'll take the Dirty Birds. The Falcons will see them tomorrow night against the Eagles. And uh, I think uh, they're a team that, like Josh said, nobody's really talking about them. They had a pretty quiet offseason. They uh, lost Dontari Poe up front uh, defensively, and then they lost Taylor Gabriel, who was a a playmaker who I thought was kind of coming into their own, and it looked like they were trying to finally figure out ways to utilize him on their offense. So kind of sad to see him go. He went to Chicago. 
So uh, that'll be interesting. Another weapon for ten god, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Somewhere John's tight, uh, pants are tight. And I he's Lightheaded. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they did uh, replace potentially his production with somebody who is probably better already in Calvin Ridley, uh, going with him with their first draft pick this year. Um, they also made another strong pick uh, with their second pick. They went with Isaiah Oliver, uh, a pretty good corner. He's a little raw, but uh, probably going to turn into being one of the best corners coming out of this draft. And then um, they also drafted a D-tackle, which will help uh, soften that blow from Duntari Poe. That, and uh, a lot of people think all three of those rookies will get some time this year for the Falcons. So uh, look for them to be about the same team that you've seen for the last two years. Um, and then uh, maybe you get a little more production out of Julio Jones this year. He was kind of a, a, a little bit of a shell last year than what he had been in, in the past. So... It'll, we'll see what they do. And uh, Matt Ryan also got the, the big contract this offseason, got five years extension for him. So maybe he'll play a little more inspired with a, a little more money in his wallet. So we'll see. Nice. And, and uh, the Buccaneers are just going to be a shit show, right, Josh? Yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones couldn't even seem to get through the fold. Um, when you look at the Buccaneers, I think that Mike Evans still has value. Um, right now, he's going in the second round of most drafts. Mm-hmm. So last year, he was a first-round consensus pick. He had a little bit of an off year. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind having Mike Evans on my team. I don't think I have any shares of him, though. Um, but I would not mind having him. I don't know what's going on with that entire offense, though. And I feel like Dirk Cutter ends up getting fired after this season. So yeah. Tampa Bay went from being a team last year that we thought had huge potential to now a team that we think is terrible and no one wants any part of. Yep. So it happens quickly. Um, we'll get to the East. Ryan, do you want to begin our draft draft now that we're uh, getting about halfway through the show? Yeah, we can do that. All right, I sent you an invite on the app. I'll let you... Uh... Well, but that's pretty fast-paced, though, because there's only like 45 seconds. Oh, it is. Uh, we, we, can, uh, we can do both. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get right into it, and Joe's gonna give instant analysis of the picks. Well, our draft picks because I, I like terrible that. because right now <laughs> a little bit of a show update, but I assume we're close to an hour already. Oh, right, you got the first pick, you Let's asshole. Let's go. Starts in a minute. All right, <laughs> hour six. I'm taking Le'Veon. Oh god. <laughs> but any, yeah, so we're an hour and six minutes into this podcast. I think we're just gonna finish breaking down the division. We'll give our Super Bowl picks. And some of our playoff picks. When we come back next week, we'll do our King of the Hill. And we'll do our Fantasy Blacklist. Um, that'll give us two things to talk about. Plus, we can hear about all of John's ridiculous hills that he's going to be oh, dying yeah. on. So, we'll just go with that. Uh, as Ryan and I wait to do our head-to-head draft, which we will be doing live on this podcast. So, you'll be getting instant feedback and analysis from the intern as well. And um, if you want to play with us on Draft App, you can add us. Yes. My name is Ryan Brother Football. Joss is is Jay Wagner eighty three ten, and my picture is of James Franco from Pineapple Express. I need to add a picture. Mine's just like orange star. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good stuff. All right, so the draft is underway. Joe, you're gonna have to keep the show together. We're talking about the NFC East. All right, so start with the team in the NFC East, Joe. All right, um, they're all pretty bad except for the Eagles. So I'll be I'll go with the Eagles. Uh, obviously, week one they're gonna. Pick is in, Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interrupted. All Good right. pick, yes, no? 
Ah, oh, great pick, great pick. All right, go back to what you were saying. <laughs> All right, anyways, I believe that Nick Foles will not get it done week one. I don't know how long Carson Wentz will be gone. I really like Jay Ajayi as well. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, also great picks. I love center Jason Kelsey. I love that offensive line. It's going to be a good year for them. They don't really have that much competition in this division, so I'm going to say the Eagles easily win this division, maybe lose one or two division games. And, uh, yeah, they're going to take first. So I think it will be an extremely average division that the Redskins will be a part of. I think the worst team will be the Cowboys. I think they'll be the only team um, below maybe six wins. Uh, but everybody else, I think, will be between the seven to nine win mark. Um, with the Eagles, I think we'll take the division at at uh, probably in like a ten and six record or so. Um, as this draft is flying by, Josh just went Zeke and Michael Thomas. Yep, I I just realized that we were in like an actual draft and not a best ball draft. Uh, for this week, so I couldn't take three running backs. <laughs> I was going to take three running backs. Um, another draft tip, always know your draft rules. Yep. Um, so, Joe, which team did you just talk about? He the just Eagles. talked about the Eagles. Okay, um, I'll leave the Redskins for Ryan. I'll talk about the Giants. I love the Giants. Yes, you do. As I'm making my fourth pick, um, <laughs> there's still not a quarterback taken. I'm not going to take a quarterback. I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Love that pick. Good job, Josh. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's see if we can get All right, so so far my team So wait, is, we only take – oh, so this draft's almost over. Yeah, you just have one pick. You so have I to need pick to a, take quarterback. a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, at quarterback, I will go with Aaron Rodgers versus the Chicago Bears. My team is stacked, yo. All right, my, my quarterback. Team is great. I'm gonna go. That was the fastest draft I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Dude, I did. I did like six of these last night. I put like a dollar <laughs> on all of them. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees versus the Bucks. Nice. So it was just you two thing. drafting. Yep. So with the draft completed, my team is Drew Brees, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, and Keenan Allen. And Josh's team is Aaron Rodgers, Todd Gurley, Zeke, Michael Thomas, and Gronk. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the wide receiver and the tight end being the same slot, honestly. I don't like it. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Both of our teams are very lit. Um, (laughs) The only guy I don't like for you is Alvin Kamara. I think that he might get some touches taken away by Mike Gillisley in week one. And I find it interesting that you say that because I feel the opposite way. I love if you are playing... Uh, like weekly fantasy leagues for these first couple of weeks with uh, Ingram out on suspension. Yeah. I am super high on uh, Kamara. I but think he's going to be getting hella touches. It's time for me to my reveal my secret plan. Every single time Drew Brees throws a touchdown to Michael Thomas, I will get six points to your four points. <laughs> but every time he throws on to Kamara, I will get many points. You will get all points. I will <laughs> get no All points. of the points. <laughs> but I figured taking, because it was either between Michael Thomas or I was going to take uh, Devontae Adams. But since you took Drew Brees. But you didn't know that. I didn't you know picked that, Michael but Thomas. I saw he was at the top of the Dude, list. none of you picked DeAndre Hopkins? Nope. Nope. Why? <laughs> Our teams are stacked. We didn't need him. <laughs> I picked Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen. You didn't pick DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones. I don't want, I don't like Julio You guys Jones. are high. 
Well, you didn't pick up. Oh, never mind. Odell's at Jalen Ramsey. He's going to get pooped. I was still thinking about it. I was really, uh, you know, split between taking Zeke or um, who was the other guy? I forget. But I almost didn't take Zeke because they were having offensive line as issues. As part of my job as intern, Joe, oh, I, I was going to take Saquon to get back on track. All right, <laughs> who who wins, Joe? You have to decide right now. Who wins, me or Josh? Here, Ryan. I'll show you a picture. Wait, yeah. Let me look. <laughs> I don't like Ezekiel. It's for one dollar and eighty cents because draft took twenty cents of our money. Yep. Aaron Rodgers will poop on Drew Brees. Todd Gurley will poop on David Johnson. Kamara will poop on Ezekiel Elliott. AB will poop on Michael Thomas, and Bronk will poop on Keenan Allen. So Josh, you win. Yes. (laughs) Shit. All right. I'm nice. Fine. No, we might have a we might have time to do another one of these. (laughs) (laughs) They're fun. I'll let uh, I'll let Joe do one of them next show. <laughs> Don't tell the cops. Don't tell the cops. <laughs> All right. So I was talking about we're talking about the NFCs. You're talking about the Giants about that the you Giants. love. Yes, Giants, G-men, New York Giants, all the way. Um, I think Eli has a bounce back year. I'm a huge Pat Shermer guy after last year and what he did with Case Keenum with the Vikings. The offense was clicking. The offensive line is still kind of bad. But with Odell being on the team, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, I think they can get the ball out quick. They'll have a running game with Saquon Barkley. This is a team that I am all in on. I really love the Giants. I think they win the division. Saquon Barkley is the MVP. Giants all the way. I'll get him tattooed on my back. (laughs) All right, so I'll talk about the Redskins, obviously. Uh, I think the Redskins will have a pretty decent season. I think they'll be eight and eight. Yeah, I think, I think so. T- I think so too. Four and twelve. Oh jeez. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, the Redskins made improvements in the areas that they knew they needed to. Uh, obviously, the run game was really bad. So uh, we bring back Zach Brown, which I thought was one of the hugest uh, things that we could have done all off season was make sure we had Zach Brown back at middle linebacker, and then we uh, in the draft go ahead and take. Uh, to Aaron Payne. There was maybe some other guys that I would have liked more for the the skins, but um, they either went right before us or uh, we just let them slip by. I really like Derwin James. He showed up in Tampa Bay. And uh, I liked Vita V as well, and he's also in Tampa Bay. So they they stole two of the guys I I was really looking for. But uh, I think Payne showed a really strong... Offseason, him and Jonathan Allen next to each other are just going to be eating up blocks. And then I was looking at the the two deep at outside linebacker for the Redskins, and on one side there's Kerrigan and last year's second round pick, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson. Oh, what was his name? The the one from the Alabama linebacker, and then uh, or Ryan Anderson, whatever his name is. And then on the other side you have Preston Smith and. Uh, Pernell McPhee, who they brought in from the Browns. So just the the four outside linebackers the Redskins have right now. And then Junior Gillette is currently trying to make a push to come back with the team. But we have, like I said, really good outside linebackers. So I don't think he will be added into that rotation. Um, And then offensively, the most concerning part is the wide receivers. A lot of new faces. Paul Richardson coming in. Um, and then we, in the draft, go get Trey Quinn as the Mr. Irrelevant. He ends up making the roster. Jameson Crowder is still there, the only real familiar face. Um, and then Redskin fans are hoping Josh Doxson can 
can finally make the impact that people thought he would. He was a first-round pick two years ago, and uh, with injuries and such, we haven't really seen anything out of him. And then uh, a guy who people are really excited about from preseason, Cam Sims at wide receiver. Um, like I said, it's wide open, and he's a big athletic body who really showed out in preseason and, and made the roster. And then you look at running backs for the Redskins, and it's just like who knows what's going to go on there. If you can get Adrian Peterson or Chris Thompson in your league, I think you should definitely do so because either one of those could, have Chris could shine. Yeah. Uh, Thompson, I think people forget about how dominant uh, he was as like a flex option last year. He has straight up year. flex appeal, dude. He is straight a, up. He gets so many catches if you're in a PPR league, and the Redskins aren't afraid to leave him in at uh, goal line situations. He's a he's a pretty tough guy. And uh, and can run between the tackles as well, but of course with Adrian Peterson there now, he'll he'll take those carries. But last year, Chris Thompson was was getting all of the touches, and if Adrian Peterson looks unaffected, uh, I look for Thompson to start getting the ball even more. Um, and then Alex Smith, I think, will be uh, about as as efficient as he has been in Kansas City, as efficient as Cousins was last year. So yeah, that'll be for an average average Redskins season. Did anyone? Take the Eagles yet? Did did. We skip, uh, you took the Eagles? Yeah, you So we're missing the Cowboys. the Cowboys. They'll be bad. Cowboys, I, I mean, you could say they were bad, but last year was pretty, pretty bad, and the year before that was really good. So, I mean, which Dak Prescott did we see? I'm also 30 seconds away from starting my SiriusXM staff draft. I'm picking at seven. Very interesting spot. I'm really interested to see where Le'Veon Bell is going to be picked right mm-hmm. now. That's my biggest Here's thing. Here's the question. If he's available at seven, if yeah. If he falls to you at seven, do you take him? No. Why not? I don't want to. I, I mean, like, I only have one, shell of Le- one share of Le'Veon Bell. And, like, in real life, I have all shares on Le'Veon Bell. So, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty worn out by this yeah. situation as the draft's about to start. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys, I don't think they'll finish last in this division. Um, I think they finish ahead of the Redskins, and I think they probably win nine or ten games just like the Eagles. Really? With that offensive line situation they got going on there? I mean, their offensive line is going to be okay. Who just got picked? I'm, I'm already behind. Todd. Oh, Todd. Okay. Todd Gurley just got picked. Why isn't it showing up? David Johnson. It's down there. Oh, uh, that's right. Um, there goes Zeke. So this this draft is going pretty pretty uh, according to plan, but yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to be a much better team this year. Um, AB goes at four. I disagree. For like I said, the offensive line does not look good with their uh, situation right now, and losing Zach Martin for potentially forever, and then Travis or Travis Frederick, I mean, losing him potentially forever, and then um, I also don't like their wide receiver situation at all. They have they draft Gallup and then they bring in uh, Alan Hearns and they lose Des Bryant. So I just I don't like their wide receiving core. Um, and then who's playing tight end for the Cowboys? Do you know? Nope. I mean, I know, his name's Escobar, I, right? I saw that it got put up, but uh, is it Escobar? Is that who starting tight end? Is no. But regardless, there's a couple of random people, but like the Cowboys. Like, the offensive line will sort itself out besides Travis Frederick. Zach Martin will be okay. Um, so will Tyron Smith on the outside. Um, the receiving situation, I think, will be something to watch for in the first. Uh, Christian McCaffrey just went number eight. I took Saquon Barkley. Le'Veon Bell is still up there. Um, but I think you have to watch uh, very closely. You need to watch Michael Gallup. You need to watch Alan Hearns. 
I think they're both players that could potentially be very relevant in fantasy, especially Michael yeah. Gallup. Um, you know, he's a young player. He has a lot of good skill sets. He's a big body guy. Um, but I mean, this offense, you know, begins and ends with Zeke. So don't be worried about Zeke for fantasy owners. Um, but the Cowboys, I think will be better, but they're not going to win this division. Um, that leaves us now in the NFC West. I'll go first so I can focus a little bit on my draft pick coming up. Um, when we look at the NFC West, I will go ahead and just go with the Seattle Seahawks because I want to make them my punching bag. Mm -hmm. Um, I really hate everything that Seattle has been doing over the last couple of years. I think Pete Carroll isn't a great coach. I think that he has a way of getting things to go the right way for a while. And then he pretty much just is like a parasite and eats everything from the outside or the inside out. Mm -hmm. You saw ever since that Super Bowl where they lost – he lost all the trust of all his players. Michael Bennett is now gone. Richard Sherman is now gone. Cam Chancellor is now gone. Somehow Earl Thomas Earl stayed. Thomas came back, which was interesting. Um, but Jimmy Graham is now gone. Doug Baldwin admittedly said he won't be 100% through the whole season. Their offensive line is the worst in football. Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. He's a great player. But I think just at this point in time... It's going to catch up with them, and I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to go under 500 this year, and they're going to – and they're in a better division now. I mean, the Cardinals won't be very good, but you look at the Rams, who were great last year, and you also look at the 49ers, who, for a lot of people, are on the come-up. The 49ers are supposed to be one of the biggest come-up teams this year. So I agree. With Seattle being in there, I just – I don't like Seattle this year. Yeah, I am going to go with my favorite team, my lifelong team, the L.A. Rams. <laughs> I've, been, LA I've Rams. been an L.A. Rams, L.A. Lakers fan for as long as I can remember. So glad that LeBron would come home to L.A. Uh, where he, he should have been all along. But, uh, but yeah, so the Rams are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL this year. Uh, they're a Super Bowl contender easily. Their uh, defensive line within Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald is maybe one of the most terrifying defensive fronts you could ever imagine to see. Uh, they bring in Aqib Tlaib, like I talked about him coming from the Broncos earlier. Um, they look great on defense, and then you turn around and go to their offense, and they bring in Brandon Cooks. Lou Sammy Watkins bring in Brandon Cooks, who is better, in, I think, most people's opinion. Yeah. And then uh, Todd Gurley just getting better every year, just being the player that, that they hoped he would be. And then uh, Goff, you just got to win in his window. Uh, the NFL has set a blueprint where if you don't win when the they're in their, their early part of their contract, then it's game over. So the, the Rams are going all out for that right now. And uh, I think they are, are one of the, the favorites to win it all this year. All right, Joe. NFC um, West. I'll talk about the 49ers. Nice. Um, I do not like them anymore. W- without Jarek McKinnon, I feel he would have been a big part of their offense, mm-hmm. especially with Jimmy G they hit out of the back. Let me talk about Jimmy G for a second. He hasn't proved anything to anybody. He did go on a date with a porn star, though. Okay, that's easy monies. But <laughs> proved something to me. <laughs> proved he's got big old meaty clackers. <laughs> But anyways, I believe Jimmy G still has a lot to prove. 
Um, the San Francisco defense is going to be the same, but they do have Richard Sherman. That's a, I guess, okay ad. He's past his prime, but I would still call him a top 10 cornerback, maybe top five. So I think they go 8-8 eight eight this year, but they won't make the playoffs like anyone think they will. All right, so that leaves us just the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they're going to stick with Sam Bradford for now. Christian Kirk, their uh, draft pick, was named the number three receiver, so he won't get his chance immediately. Um, but keep an eye on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is another guy just like Sam Darnold who's pretty well-groomed to start when he needed when he needs to play. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. What did I say? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. No. Draft Josh Allen. I don't know. No <laughs> one draft Josh Allen. Don't do it. Um, but I think the Cardinals will probably finish third in this division just because it's so stacked up. So that'll wrap up our divisions. But they'll um, beat the Redskins week one. Yeah, they'll probably beat the Redskins week one. Also, oh, just Larry for, Fitzgerald I'm really high on for week one for fantasy as well. Yeah, I love Larry Legend. Just for everyone to know, in this staff draft with uh, industry people, Le'Veon Bell went at 15. Wow. So he fell quite a bit. Very interesting. And now I'm on the clock for pick number two, and I'm looking at LaShawn McCoy. Who's available? We Mike have Evans. Mike Evans, LaShawn McCoy, Travis Kelsey, Larry Fitzgerald. Mm, I think McCoy. I think if I lock down two running backs, then I can just have a field day at wide receiver. Yeah. I'm doing it. Especially with that many teams in the draft, the running backs available later are going to be really yep, bad. I'm pulling the trigger. And the wide receivers there don't really speak to me. Kelsey, I could have seen maybe a case for. Yep. So i uh, got to do well in this because if I win the staff league, I get to be in the host league. There's always one producer in our host league draft, so hopefully I can be able to do that. Um, so now let's let's go ahead and get down to it, guys, to wrap out the podcast. And next week we'll break down more NFL stuff for you. Um, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Who represents the NFC? Who represents the AFC? For me, I'm going to go in the NFC with the New Orleans Saints. And in the AFC, I'm going to pick the Houston Texans. Hmm. Nice. And then the Saints win the Super Bowl. Drew Brees rides off into the sunset. Nice. What do you think, Joe? I have representing the NFC also the Saints. And representing the AFC for the last time in probably 30 years is the Patriots. I have the Saints winning, and I literally start here. Drew's, Drew Brees now retires. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also forgot to mention that this draft has three flex positions. I don't like it. Yeah, no kickers, no defenses. Three flexes. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Kickers need love too at Taco Court. I am going to go with uh, the L.A. Rams, my favorite team. Lifelong fan of the L.A. Rams. Uh, born and raised. Sean McVay, president of the fan club. Yep, yep. And then for the AFC, they should have been there last year. They were very close to being there. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jags. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on the Jags this year, but I mean I still have like a little bit of They were a game away. Yeah. And they played a decent game against the Patriots. Alright, so I'm up now at pick number three. I'm going to take a wide receiver. Um I have my options. I have Demarius, Doug Baldwin, Allen Robinson, my favorite breakfast cereal, Golden Tate. Um I think I'm gonna go with Amari Cooper. I would like Doug Baldwin or Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper has a good year this year. You think? Yeah. So I'm going to go with... I have 15 seconds to decide. I really don't like any of these wide receivers, if I'm being quite honest. I think Jarvis may be safer. Yeah, I like Jarvis. But I'm going 
Going with Jarvis. Second Jarvis Landry. All right, so that'll that was wrap a curve. Up. I thought you were going to go with Amari. Josh. I know that was that was radio. Yeah, that was that. Was <laughs> radio. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening this week. Uh, obviously, football starts tomorrow. The podcast should be up tonight for your morning listening, or if not, it will be up in the morning uh, for your morning listening. Juju Smith Schuster just got. Uh... <laughs> this guy just said he fat fingered the Josh Gordon pick. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that just screwed up my whole outro. But anyways, we'll be back next week. Uh, everyone will be back probably with John, maybe intern Joe, depending on where we have this podcast. Um, so check us out then. Does anyone have any more closing remarks before the NFL season gets underway tomorrow? I think my underwear's on backwards. <laughs> Football is back, baby. Peace out. Enjoy Beyonce. It is. Later. <laughs> it's on backwards. Enjoy the Beyonce irreplaceable. Shout out and undertones to Le'Veon Bell. Adios, folks. <laughs> <laughs>